and welcome back to Sorta Awesome and welcome back to the Extra Awesome series. I'm your host, Meg Teets, and in the Extra Awesome series, I get to talk to amazing people doing awesome things in the world. Now, I know that you all are going to love this conversation today with Kayla Craig. Many of you know Kayla from her work as a writer and a podcast producer. She is best known for writing nuanced and nurturing prayers at Liturgies for Parents on Instagram. I know lots and lots of you already follow that account and have been so blessed by the prayers that Kayla has been writing for parents. She also co-founded the Upside Down podcast. It's a place for ecumenical conversation on faith and justice. So hi, Kayla. Welcome to Sorta Awesome. Hey, Meg. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. It is so amazing to put a face to the voice that has been speaking into my life for so long. And I know that so many of our awesomes have deeply connected with the prayers that you've been writing for the Liturgies for Parents account. I mean, for such a time as this, my friend. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who could have even thought? I started writing at the beginning of 2020 and I was like, wow, oh, wow. 2019 was such a hard year. What are we even doing? I had no <laughs> idea what was about to come down the pipeline and 2020 yes. and beyond. So yeah, God knows. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Thank goodness he did too. I cannot wait to talk more about your work and about the book. But first, before we get into that, I would love if you could take just a few minutes to kind of share with the awesomes, with our listeners, a little bit about what life looks like for you right now, family life, work, all of those types of things. Yes. So I'm a parent to four kids. The yeah. youngest are five, joined us through birth and adoption. And our oldest is 11. We recently, my husband and I moved back to our hometown. I fell in love with this big old giant house on the quote unquote wrong side of the tracks. And it is 110 years old. It was a former convent. Um, It is. Yeah. It's just amazing. So I feel like that's like another family member now, like another character uh-huh. in our story. Uh, yes. But we have two dogs. Life is never dull, never boring. And I, like you said, I am a writer. My background is in journalism. So I really just use that as an excuse to ask a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so Hopefully I don't turn this around on you, Meg, and just start like peppering. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Podcasters are the worst to start talking to each other. I, <laughs> I remember one time I was having a conversation with a friend. We were totally like not anywhere near a mic. We were just telling each other some stories about our lives. And I was like, okay, so shifting gears. And she was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're such a podcaster. <laughs> I love it. We just start going and it's like, you know what? No stopping this train now. It's going. That's it's on the track. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. There is no stopping it once we get started. So I cannot wait to hear more from you. Before we even start to talk about the book, I would really love to hear in your own words, you kind of share with us a little bit about how and when you became interested in a style of prayer that we do call liturgical. And if you're, I don't want to use too much like Christianese or church talk. If you're new to this concept, liturgical prayer liturgies are a way of praying where the words are kind of written for you. And so you can pray along. 
if you're part of a faith background that it's more Catholic, Episcopalian, Anglican, Methodist, Lutheran, some of those flavors of Christianity definitely have traditionally incorporated a lot of liturgy and liturgical prayer. I grew up evangelical. And so I was a fully grown adult going to Methodist church services when I first encountered the joys and just the kind of grounding nature of liturgical prayer. But tell me a little bit about your story. Where are you approaching this concept of praying through a liturgical style from? Yes. So when I think of a liturgy, I think of praying through the words of another, right? And so it's just one more invitation into conversation with God. And so we have so many invitations throughout our days. Everything can be a prayer. Our breath can be a prayer. Taking care of our kids can be a prayer. Taking that diaper, driving, teaching your teen how to drive. All of those things can be a prayer, but it's really rooting for me to be able to pray the words of another, especially in the moments where you honestly might not have the words. And maybe it's a beautiful moment. And it's just like, how do I even begin to talk to God about this beauty in my life? But also in those really hard, challenging moments where you're just, does God even care? Does God hear my prayer? All of that. And so to me, this practice of praying the prayers of another and the words of another has been really kind of foundational in my faith journey. And My background is varied as well, right? In the book, I talk about my grandmother was Baptist and my grandpa was Catholic and they got married and raised my mom Lutheran. And, you know, just there's so many different faith flavors, like you said, and backgrounds and traditions. But I think it's really uniting Mm -hmm. for Christians to have such like a word that we use as ecumenical, right? Just across the board just kind of like we are the body of Christ and we might have different backgrounds and traditions, but being able to pray together is really beautiful. Yeah, it really is. I absolutely agree. So we converted into Catholicism back in 2017 and 2018. And I was so overwhelmed with, first of all, the beauty of traditional prayers. I think I always thought, I grew up thinking that if it wasn't a prayer, that you were praying in the moment that you're coming up with and using your own words, that it would probably be like dry and musty Mm, and boring. And I discovered this whole world of prayer that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a degree in English. I never could have (laughs) thought to put together words like this that would create this powerful of a prayer that really captures the emotion I'm feeling in a moment. So for me, that was almost like such a relief if I could turn to a prayer where I'm not like trying to come up with the perfect words or or anything like that. I can really like put my heart and soul and spirit into it if I'm not also sort of like writing it at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it takes the pressure off a little bit and then you can just sit and be so much of prayer is being transformed in yourself and being able to listen. Yeah. So that is, yeah, such a gift. Yeah. And I have found too for myself, and I'm sure with your background and your extensive work in this realm of prayer, I'm sure that you have found this too. I often have friends reach out to me to ask for prayer requests for this thing or another. And so I will almost always go and find a prayer that I feel like fits, whether it's a prayer to one of the saints or just a general prayer that speaks over that situation Usually when people are reaching out for prayer, it's almost always a point of pain or suffering or worry or anxiety. 
And so to not only be able to in that moment, pray for that friend, but also send those words to them. I feel like it kind of is like, yes, I am praying for you. And also, if you need the words to pray, here's a prayer you can check out. Such a like invitation into empathy, right? Like I might not have walked that path that you have, but we can enter into this prayer together. And somehow, yeah, I love that you do that with your friends. I wonder if it's a trend that you have kind of noticed people kind of craving. I know for me, it was truly like a craving of moving back into discovering for the first time and moving into these more ancient or more traditional modes of prayer and worship. I'm wondering if you are noticing a broader trend in that way too. Yeah. I think the times that we're finding ourselves in, we feel like we're losing our footing, you know, it's like, what is happening? And, you know, some of us have like pulled the threads of kind of trying to reckon with where our faith is. And maybe it's not the faith that we were passed on, but we still want to be rooted in Christ. And so what does that look like in our lived experiences and where is it now? And I think there is such a comfort in knowing what a lot of people have gone through a lot of hard things throughout so many years and have been still rooted in Christ. And so the liturgical calendar or the church calendar, or the Christian calendar, whatever you want to call it, is really just this one year of rhythms in observing the life of Christ, right? And so that's where we get Advent and Lent, which is a little bit more familiar with people, but there's also like ordinary time and just these beautiful cycles of universal rhythms of interacting with God in our lives and knowing that there are Christians throughout like time and space who have also gone through and there can be Christians around the world kind of in the universal church that are praying kind of those same rhythms of prayer. So I think we just, we need that, you know, in a world full of Twitter and Instagram and fast and more and new and we're just like bombarded all the time. And I think there is something, I just keep going back to being like so rooted in something like that. And so I think that's why there's a whole section in the book, which is a collection of holidays and holy days, which is something you can turn to. And in your Catholic faith, you know, there are certain prayers that you pray throughout the year. And I admire that so much about my Catholic sisters and brothers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I do think You used a phrase that I specifically just kept, it just kept coming to mind for me, particularly when we were going through the formation classes to come into the Catholic church was this connection across time and space. I think that as a, especially as American Christians, we can sort of have a tendency to have tunnel vision. Like these are our issues that we're having to grapple with. These are the world events affecting us. Right. Being able to pull back and look at 2000 years worth of faith, history and heritage and legacy from people who were living out the faith in honestly, much darker, more difficult times. We might feel like this phase, okay, this is like the most difficult thing that we're going through, whether we're going through something personally or more globally, but to recognize like, you know, centuries and centuries ago, Christians were suffering or grappling or rejoicing and praising and right. And their words get passed down to us. I love that connection point for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Well, I would love for you to share a little bit about how this 
feeling of rootedness, this feeling of connection, of being grounded in some of these more traditional approaches to prayer, more ancient approaches to prayer. How did that all come together with you starting the Liturgies for Parents account on Instagram? Yeah. So I was up late one night, just kind of running through what was going on in each of my kids' lives. And they're all very different. They all have very different joys and different struggles. And I was just thinking about them, realizing like, gosh, I'm so tired. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I wish I just had some words to pray for them because I'm thinking about this and I want to pray, but I do not have the words in me right now. And I thought if anything, I just want to pray for each of them that they would love the Lord, their God with all their hearts, with all their soul, with all their mind and with all their strength, and that they would love their neighbor as themselves. Like that is it. That's the prayer. That's the tweet, right? Like, yes. that's it. <laughs> and so I just kind of had this idea because the prayers of another had been so beneficial to me, especially in a time where it was really scary and I was really worried and wrestling with a lot of doubts. And I just thought maybe other parents might resonate with this too. And so I just kind of grabbed my phone and started brainstorming different ideas of where we might need those shared liturgies and shared prayers. And kind of on a whim, I started an Instagram account and I thought, well, I'll just see. Maybe this is nothing and this isn't really filling a need. But parents started connecting and sharing and sharing their own prayer requests with me. And now it's a book. Yes, it is. I think that it's very clear. I mean, thousands and thousands of people have found their way to the Liturgies for Parents account. And truly, I think that speaking of that connection point, you were kind of connecting with these more ancient rhythms of prayer. And then people were connecting with that connection that you had so that you are in a very real way providing this guidance, kind of lighting a path for so many. And honestly, I love that that is the name of the book. To Light Their Way is the name of the book that you've put together. Tell me a little bit more about how the book came to be. I'm sure that the momentum behind the Instagram and the social media kind of helped you and people who are paying attention be like, oh my goodness, there's a huge need here. Obviously, based on how popular the account had gotten, Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about how the book came into being. Yeah. Well, like I said, my background is in writing. I've been a writer and a journalist since I graduated college. And so for me, processing through words, whether it's processing my parenting or processing my spirituality and faith or just what's going on in the world and trying to hold where do I stand in these issues of faith and justice, writing is just how I process. And so I had been kind of talking with a couple publishers and I have a wonderful agent and we just kind of decided let's pursue this. I think there is a whole group of us out there across tradition and across parenting experience and all these different things who just could use the words to pray sometimes. And so that's all this book is, is an invitation into prayer that is not your grandmother's prayer book. Oh, <laughs> I wrote the prayer book that I needed Yes, because I wanted to pray about everything going on in my life. And if God is really a God of all things, then I can talk to God about the beautiful moments where we're 
finger painting and we're messy or when your preteen is super broody, but you're still trying to (laughs) find the beauty in that. But then also really hard things. Like how do you talk to your kid about racism through Mm -hmm. the lens of loving God and loving others and loving ourselves? And what do we tell our kids about death, about dying? You know, like there's just, it's so expansive. Parenting is just runs the gamut, right? Oh (laughs) yeah. Yes. We need those connection points with God who, and there's no special formula to prayer. There's no one right way to pray. Or if you pray this prayer this many times, then the genie in the bottle will pop out and your three wishes will be granted, right? We know the mystery of faith is bigger and broader and more beautiful and yeah, more mysterious than that. But yeah, this is a book that's a collection of prayers split into some different sections. So there's family milestones, yes. like birth or adoption or pregnancy or like birthdays, those types of things, baptisms and dedications, kind of all of those kind of milestone moments. And then there's the everyday prayers and seeing that beauty and seeing kind of the holiness in the mundane almost. And and seeing just Christ in all things and the kids around us and in ourselves. And then there's prayers of transition. Mm -hmm. And my background is in journalism. So I knew that there were a lot of limitations that I had. I could only write out of my own perspective. I don't know what it is like to have an adult child get married. Like Mm -hmm. I haven't experienced that. So I did bring, kick up that journalism dust off that degree a little bit. And I talked to lots of parents and wanted to listen with them. And like we talked about earlier, it's an invitation into empathy to get to sit with them and ask them, what did you pray? What were the cries of your heart? What were you celebrating? What were you lamenting? And so those parents are all throughout the book because I wanted it to be as welcoming to many different ages and stages and experiences. And so really that was such a gift to me to be able to sit with other people in their joys and in their pains. And then there's a whole section on kind of grief and Mm -hmm. lament. And depending on what your tradition is, you might not have a lot of familiarity with those prayers of grief and lament. And those were really important to me to have is in part of a larger picture of prayer and then just a whole section for when you need to pray for yourself. Yes, <laughs> I know? love that. Prayers for when you've gotten it wrong, prayers for when you're feeling overwhelmed. Those kind of all those prayers of your own faith journey as you're also being in the world and raising your kids and trying to figure it out as you go. And then the last kind of major section is the holidays and the holy days and kind of prayers that you can turn to every year. And then there's a whole section at the very end of breath prayers, because we don't always even have two minutes to sit down and pray a full prayer. Like sometimes it's just an inhale and an exhale Mm -hmm. and on we go. And so I wanted to make it just as accessible as possible in whatever your day (laughs) is bringing. Yeah. Yeah, I love the breath prayers. I mean, I love all of them. They are so beautifully put together, so powerfully constructed. And 
you really covered it all. There is something for every moment of family life and to nurture your own spiritual walk. I love the breath prayers at the end because sometimes truly I was just my to-do list for today. And I know that I am not the exception by any means. I filled up this whole column of stuff that got check, 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 check. Yes. Like that breath, that might be the only spiritual moment you have in the day. But if you have a breath that you can give to it, then it's better than nothing. And sometimes I think the breath prayers are really easy to memorize too. And so you can read it. You can memorize it real quick and take it out the door with you in your mind and just be meditating on it as you are yes. in school drop off lane when I yes. really do need to be praying and having compassion. Yep. 100%. <laughs> yes. So you really do cover the whole spectrum of the family life experience, especially for moms who are so often carrying the emotional burden and doing the emotional labor within their families on top of their actual work. And so I really think you speak to so much. In fact, speaking of that, I was going to see Kayla, if you would read for us one of the prayers, it's like right in the center of the book, which I think is so perfect. (laughs) It's a prayer for the overwhelmed. And I know that many of us are feeling that overwhelm as we're recording it September. We're getting back into school rhythms and discovering like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much work it is just to sign off on homework folders and getting everyone to all of their activities. Mm. Just the daily business of life yeah. can be overwhelming. And then when we add global events and pressures and pain on top of that, it's an overwhelming moment right now. So Kayla, I was going to see if you would read for the awesomes, this prayer that you've written, a prayer for the overwhelmed. I would be honored. And like I said, I write the prayers that I need. So I am just like raising my white flag along with you. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, so this is a prayer for the overwhelmed from To Light Their Way. Oh God, help us resist the lie that we are alone in the swirl of parenting and the world at large. For you hold our children and indeed all of us in the palm of your hand. Oh God, as we stay awake at night, wondering how we will make it through another week, wondering what our children's lives will look like in the future, give us peace and breathe empathy into us for the need is all around us. Oh God, help us to focus on right now, even in our exhaustion, in our frustration, and in our loneliness. Help us to be awake to you in the world in the form of a crying baby in our arms or a child in need of help with schoolwork or a hungry neighbor on the corner. Oh God, we don't have to tell you that we live in a reality with so much need, both in our homes and in our broader communities. And it's easy to feel like whatever we do is just a pebble in the ocean. Oh God, remind us that you are present to each individual heart and every communal cry. Give us strength for the day and bright hope for tomorrow. 
Mm, Amen and amen. So good. So good. You guys, that is just one example of how thoughtfully, compassionately, tenderly, and powerfully Kayla has written these prayers. I know they're going to touch so many people. And so Kayla, let's wrap up by telling people, where do we go? Where do we go to find (laughs) all of your work on social media, but even more importantly, and more time sensitive, where can we go to get the book ordered and tap into some of the pre-order goodies that you have put together? Well, thank you for those kind words. Really, it means a lot. It's such a vulnerable thing. Oh, yes. Like, Here's yes. my heart on the page. Like, yes. Don't try to be tender with it. You know? yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. One of the best things you can do to support an author, especially a first time author like myself, is to pre-order that book yes. at kaylacraig.com. You can find all the links to every retailer you want, whatever you want to go through. Amazon is the big dog, but of course you can support your local bookstore as well. But if you go to kaylacraig.com, there are some pre-order gifts as Mm -hmm. just like a very small token of thanks for if you pre-order. So you'll just go and plug in your information and then all you need to do is do that and you will get a message and there are breath prayer cards. So like what we've been talking about before with the inhale, exhale, kind of really short rooted prayers. We've made some cards and you can just print them out, cut them out. I just use the whole punch and put them on a key ring. And it's just like, I flip through them when I need them. And it's so tangible for me, which is such a gift. There's also a whole guided devotional for just a week of prayer for overwhelmed parents, which I think we have confirmed we all are right. So definitely. Yes. Yeah. I just hope that these are just very small gifts as like a thank you. The book comes out October 5th, which is coming up. And so any way that you can help spread the word, grab your copy, grab your copies, Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people ordering them for like baby showers oh, yes. or even just like loading up for Christmas coming yes. down the road. Cause I really hope it's like a book that's like a gift, you know, it's hardcover. It's made to be on your nightstand or on your coffee table. And so, yeah, yes. that is what's going on. The book itself is really lovely. It's so minimalist in the presentation, but it's so powerful. And this is absolutely 100% a book that you want to invest in for yourself and then give as gifts. This would be a beautiful gift on so many different occasions in the course of family life. So yes, for sure. You're going to want more than one copy. Kayla, <laughs> where can we find you and Liturgies for Parents on social media? Yes. Yeah. So Liturgies for Parents is on Instagram and I do post little kind of bite-sized prayers and breath prayers throughout that. So that's just Liturgies for Parents on Instagram. And then I kind of share my personal explorations of faith and parenting and writing and cultural explorations at Kayla underscore Craig on Instagram. So I spend too much time on Instagram. You can find me there. But then I'm KaylaCraig.com and I have the newsletter and just trying to steward my online space as well. (laughs) Well, I would say you're totally accomplishing that for sure. For sure. (laughs) Definitely. So awesome. I will have links to all of the places you can find Kayla, find her book and get those pre-order bonuses for yourself when you go and pre-order the book. 
especially before October 5th, which is the big drop date. So Kayla, thanks so much for taking the time to come and share your heart, share these words and share this book with us today. This has been amazing. Well, Meg, you really are awesome. And it's been so <laughs> fun to get to talk with you. Yes, so great. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.